The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. This is Spike Spiegel, and you're listening to Never Knows Best. See you, Space Cowboy. What is up, world? We are back again for another installment of a podcast called Never Knows Best. I am your host, Player One, bringing you all the fun and smoothing out your brain across the airwaves. Airwaves like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and really wherever podcasts are heard. If you want to be able to keep up with the show, be sure to follow us on Instagram at NKP Podcast. If you want to get in touch, feel free to hit us on our email at neverknowsbestfm at gmail.com. And let's get right into the show. Getting caught up. It's actually like Monday, so the day this is supposed to drop. Uh, first of February, first of uh, Black History Month. So you're going to be definitely getting a lot of excellence this month. Um, and what has already been a wild, wild year. And, you know, now for, for me personally, I think I got to take some time to step back from podcasting, not putting it down altogether, but moving into a bi-weekly schedule. So that way I have time to focus on myself and my priorities because I'm at a, a point in my personal life where like I'm working on building the quality of it. And in that transition phase, like my focus has to be very well adjusted to what, what I'm working on. And that means like, you know, I can't have my phone, on me all the time so or just constantly be behind a screen checking into the news cycle and then always trying to create content but uh you're definitely going to keep getting more of the podcast so what this does is it also allows me like some time to like rest and everything as well so that way i have a bit of a break in between because now that it's more of a solo thing you know, I get time to rest, actually curate stories that I want to talk about. And you're not getting a forced product because one thing I've noticed since I've done these last few episodes is that the quality of them is dipping so drastically. Like, yeah, it's 30 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it is I'm giving you guys, but it's not really quality time. And that's one thing I definitely want to make sure I keep consistent as I'm putting all of this content out there for you guys. And I do believe my last announcement is it is February, not only Black History Month, but the month of love. So counting down 13 days from now, we have a little Valentine's special coming up called Valentine's A for those who are not getting the D or the V this is Valentine's Day featuring a very, very special guest. You know her, you love her. She's been on the show before of the Culture Queen online media, my cousin and my neighbor on the net, the Culture Queen we already got that recorded and it's slated to go up this, uh, actually, you know, what? I think we're going to do it on the 13th. We're going to bring it a couple of days early. So that way, you know, you, well, not a couple of days early, but you know, just the 13th. So that way you guys, you know, get your Saturday in or whatever. And the day before for you, uh, single Pringles, if you want to listen to some fun Valentine's day conversation, it's going to be there for you guys. And I think you guys are definitely going to love it. Cause it's not going to be the typical 30. It's actually going to be like, a whole hour of us just going over and talking about everything that 
you know, we've experienced in our single lives. But enough about that, because I'm starting to spoil it. Oh, and I have not had my water, so pray for me, because I am hoping I do not get a dry mouth this episode. And uh, before we get into the topics, let's go on and uh, just real quick, real quick, let's let's bring the music in. Nice. Nice. Yeah, just get those smooth vibes flowing. Got our music going, got the topics lined up, got my notes right next to me. And we're going to get right into it because it has been a hectic week, not only in the pop culture cycle, but also with the media cycle not like you know movies television stuff like that and to open it up we have light light work you know uh megan the stallion and tory lanes more developments have come not even not even real developments from their case it was just rumored that megan was going to be dropping the charges against tory lanes which she actually cannot do because even if she wasn't pressing the charges like she's still a witness and the information that she has on the case is still vital to the case so at at this point she cannot drop those charges but what had happened was complex had published an article saying that you know she was going to drop the charges and from there it just snowballed like drastically and now oh here we go dry mouth and now you know it caused this whole like uproar of megan and tori on twitter not really going in a back and forth but you know tori he's constantly been trolling her since the incident more more so indirectly than directly but then again they've also been releasing music uh dissing each other there have been a couple of diss tracks i know megan dissed tori on her album and then tori put out an album where he dissed her as well and was like discrediting her and basically trying to dispel all the allegations against him about that but Megan has come back on Twitter and she pretty much tweeted out, you know, like she's got serious trauma and, you know, she's been trying to put on a brave face in light of all this. But she is still determined to get her justice like she she made that very clear in the in the tweet. She was like, you know, my story's not changing and you're going to go to jail. So, you know, now that we're past the inauguration and we've got covid air quote under under control um hopefully we can see you know this this whole story finally brought to an end because it feels like it's one of those things that's been dragged out for a very very long time and then both parties kind of went about addressing it in a weird way and that's not to you know say anything bad about megan but you know make, making a, a, a diss track in in response just it it seemed a, a bit weird i guess you could say um so yeah like i'm i definitely want to see the end of this and i really hope you know she gets gets justice because this well, well tori's been you know all over the internet trolling her oh and that is the first topic out of the way i'm sorry guys it is actually super early in the morning and i'm just gonna you know roll flow and go with it five stars for pushing through and then also um i got i got a fun message i got i was a little sidebar here um an anecdote for everyone is just and i know i probably use that word very incorrectly but keep going and whatever it is you do i recently saw a 
brief message on Instagram. Someone had tagged me in their story and it was from way, way, way back when we did the interview on WCHQ. They're no longer in syndication, but it was a local radio station that Moody and I um, both got to do a guest spot on where we came in, kind of talked about the podcast, kind of nerded it out and everything. And we were on with the host, Jared Long. And we actually got to be the first guests on there. And then when I finally saw it, you know, I, I shot him a message and everything. And I was like, oh, man, you know, these were better days. And he was like, yeah, man, you know, I like the direction the podcast is going and everything. So I really appreciate the support there. And I definitely and that's something I'm going to touch on later for the topic of the day. Um, but man, just little things like that, you know, are things that definitely, you know, cheer me up keep me going and keep me motivated to continue podcasting um because i'm not gonna lie the the imposter syndrome is is kind of real sometimes you you do this you look at analytics you look at all the other super well not necessarily superficial things but the things that you feel are very very important or the things that you really want to see on the surface level that determine your success and you get so caught up in them and when they're not going the way you want them to immediately it can be discouraging and dissuading from doing what you want to do and and that's where that you know imposter syndrome kind of sets in but it's always those little nuggets and those little tokens right there those little bits uh those just those little comments right there that say hey you're moving in the right direction and it, it's it's working out all right like so as long as you know one and and this was another thing that we mentioned on the while we were there doing that guest spot is that you know whether it's two or two thousand we're just out here to do the best we can and that's that's what i'm definitely going to keep doing as as long as i've got the ability to speak and use my platform while you know podcasting is still available to me and it's something that i'm able to do if it's if it's you know in my ability and in my in my schedule so yeah <laughs> i'm sorry guys i went on such a huge tangent and sidebar there to talk about that but let's get back into the topics so uh i was scrolling on the interwebs and the socials of the media and i was on facebook and this is uh this next topic actually comes from a question I frequently ask when scrolling through social media, I usually ask, are you living for yourself if you're living out of spite? And the usual response is unanimously that it's it's an it's a no. And I kind of oh, that's my computer going off. And I kind of agree, but I also kind of disagree to uh, some degree just because of um because li living out of spite to me is not necessarily a, to go against people because at that point you're surrendering your energy and your effort just to spite someone else. I mean, that's pretty much what that means. But um, yeah, living out of spite is just living and li living your best life and being your best self because it's a cold and cruel world, to be honest. And it's it's very unforgiving. So you have to live on and live your best life in spite of a world that you know is that can be very harsh and that that's what that means to me but with that little uh bit of context i had a facebook friend 
repost a status and this is what it reads it says flex on my ex culture is weird as fuck go heal your goofy spiteful spirit and i thought that was weird because i was like wow what what is flex on my ex culture i didn't know that there was a culture behind that or that there was a a, a group of people who just just display these traits or qualities that said like you know what i'm gonna get with a person and then break up with them so i can flex on them you know i i feel like that that that's just toxic behavior um because the the only way this culture can exist is if you know they're they're people who are constantly leaving relationships because you have to have an ex if you're if you're looking for someone to flex on you know what i mean um and i was like you know how how does this culture and i feel like you know whoever wrote this it may be something a bit more personal to them but just sharing my personal thoughts on a, a post like that it, it it does sound weird weird as fuck it actually sounds really toxic um just because you're you're getting your your kicks or your thrills or your personal high or feeling of achievement by doing better than someone like i, I feel like that can't exist unless it comes from a very very messy relationship and breakup and i feel like that can be avoided these types of situations if they come from people who aren't always posting their relationships online but the people who are following that line of thinking are probably are probably i'm not saying they are but they could be in a bit more of a of a healthy uh space in their relationship but i i'm, I'm starting to see now like you know this person's sentiment i, I think it may have just been a, a personal status that got a, a a little bit uh a little bit popular on the interwebs but yeah <laughs> wow this this podcast is all over the fucking place and i just got done talking about making sure it was quality content <clears throat> and now i'm just giving you guys like a bunch of little outtakes from my personal life <laughs> anyways let's move on so of course like i said last episode we were going to be covering wandavision every two episodes that it was released and i'm so excited i made that call because now we have episodes three and four of wandavision and i am super excited to talk to you guys about them like i am so geeked up because now this is where the story is really starting to pick up and you're gonna see how it ties into the cinematic portion of the phase five rollout from marvel so with episode three, um, it's it's now in color and it's it's a total aesthetic and shift in presentation of the whole show. You have Wanda and Vision in Westview, and now in the in the name of the episode even is now in color because the program is being broadcast in color. This this version of Wanda's perfect world and now it's a seven uh, a 70s kind of aesthetic so now you know the wardrobes are updated the world is updated but there are still these strange oh and Wanda has twins she has her her children by the end of the second episode she is like spontaneously pregnant 
and in this third episode her pregnancy is like all over the place so it's like well you're already four months along and then you jump to six months and then you are jumping to eight months and then at the climax of the episode she has the twins but there are still so many so many like strange and weird things going on during the episode for instance vision he's about to head out and he sees his neighbor herb trimming the bushes and they've got this uh this median like this brick stone wall between them kind of separating their driveways and herb cuts away from the bushes and he is now cutting through the wall casually and vision notices it and he's just like huh uh herb you you don't feel like anything's off or anything and herb is just like nope just another day so we get more of those uneasy moments while we're here in this world of westview and we still don't exactly know what it is in this episode until um the birth of the twins and wanda is accompanied by her friend geraldine who we actually find out in episode four is monica rambo this is a big deal because this is the other captain marvel this is photon i, I do believe she was uh actually the first captain marvel the the air quote the black one so now we know we're, we're gonna have another captain marvel we're gonna have another hero who's probably gonna make the avengers line up um when the time comes cinematically on the big screen and you know with the birth of the children you know wanda is getting comfortable getting settled in and everything while vision is away going to get the doctor to make sure they're healthy and everything and geraldine breaks character she actually just breaks character she comes out of like you know whatever trance she's in after being a part of westview and she says you know uh you're 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 wanda you're the scarlet witch your brother was killed by ultron at which point wanda snaps like she is ready to lose it and she's like hold, hold on wait 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 what did you say about quicksilver pietro my brother and him being killed by ultron what 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 do you mean like how how do you know who that is and it's like even her i think uh even her accent is coming back during the episode and geraldine's just like you know uh let let, let me just help you with this she's trying to get back into character and then wanda's just like no i think you should leave and by the end of epi this episode episode three geraldine is effectively ejected from westview and we, we now find out that like westview is kind of this uh cordoned off area like it's it's only this one select town that's got this 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 strange phenomena happening to it where it's in inside a sort of giant field at first i, I figured it was some sort of a containment field that was meant specifically to hold wanda but after seeing the level of control and power that wanda has while she's there it it becomes more and more clear that this is actually um something of wanda's creation like she has created an ideal world for herself and vision and now a family which if you heard the last episode goes back into my fan theory that 
we're we're getting a house of m storyline or, or better yet this is the house of m storyline like a distraught mentally exhausted wanda is kind of losing her mind and trying to rebuild her life and give herself the best life that she can now and her power is slowly slowly spreading because if you think about it in the movies we never really got a clear idea of what wanda's powers were you know we we knew she was able to kind of get into people's heads she could make them see all sorts of illusions and uh, not necessarily fantasies unless that's you know what she cast upon them but in age of ultron she like basically went to all of the avengers and showed them like dark realities and everything so more more or less like dark premonitions and nightmares all their greatest fears and stuff like that come to life but then in infinity war in game civil war we see that she's able to manipulate objects with a sort of telekinesis so it's it's not very explicit what the natures of what the nature of her power is but with this one we definitely know that she is a sort of reality warper now like she has taken a whole town made it into her ideal world and as it's explained in the most recent episode is that you know it's there there's a radiation and i think the 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 field or the radius of said radiation is actually getting bigger so it's spreading so we could actually end up being sucked inside wanda's dream world if if her power is not uh placed under control but it also the reason that you know wanda's experiencing all these weird things such as people being like you know we we don't really know why we're here and then voices talking through her through like technology like someone speaking to her over the radio and all these weird commercials and everything are because they're people who are trying to match the frequencies given off by ra the radiation and speak to wanda while she's in westview now where uh, geraldine slash monica rambeau comes in is she is uh, a sword agent who was killed off in the blip remember thanos got the infinity gauntlet snapped his fingers and now everybody goes away yeah she was killed during that she comes back to work for the new agency called sword which is basically the not the antithesis but more of a, a follow-up group to shield where you know now they know that there are threats outside of earth not just loki not just the threats of asgard but there are like space threats that can come to earth and that's what their purpose is that's what they're defending against and so now they send her uh, there to investigate and she meets agent jimmy woo from the ant-man movies and he knows close-up magic so this is definitely like these little threads and everything that help tie the universe to together better and that I, I think that's one of the things that is just so awesome about this episode is because now it's starting to fill in these little gaps and little blanks and building these relationships with the minor and supporting characters and giving them more major roles in these sub stories and series that are being launched on disney plus anyways going back into the story um they try to send a drone in and the drone is steered in but immediately after it crosses the threshold of westview they lose signal like they're not getting any kind of feedback any uh information or frequency from it and that ends up being the toy helicopter that we see in the second episode 
but for some reason it is still in color probably because it wasn't one of Wanda's creations. So anything that crosses into Westview that crosses into this domain of Wanda's is going to be rendered to that time period. It's going to be it's going to have her influence over it to some degree so it can become a part of that world. So this kind of happens with Monica. <gasps> Excuse me. This actually happens with Monica Rambeau as she steps into Westview and she becomes Ger oh my gosh hiccups and she becomes Geraldine and from there you know we get back into episode three so this is so episode four is kind of, is more or less kind of a in between like okay here's where Geraldine comes from here's what the world outside of Westview is actually going through like here's what's really going on behind the scenes and it and, and that, that really is more or less what it is, because even from the title sequence, we're not given the traditional opening. So with the first three episodes, we're get, we, we get the sort of I Love Lucy, I Dream of Jeannie, and even Brady Bunch-esque type intros from, from this one. We just get, you know, the Marvel music and the logo, and then it just jumps right into, hey, here's what's happening outside of Westview. And the story just takes off from there. So now i'm looking forward to these next five episodes and what what else is going to happen in in westview with wanda and with with, with vision because i think the next film that wanda is going to be featured in is a doctor strange film which is doctor strange and the multiverse of madness so i'm thinking this is my prediction i'm thinking that wanda's power is going to escalate and she's going to access the multiverse because in this fourth episode she also sees that you know this vision that she has resurrected is not the real thing even though you know he comes to her and he's got the mind stone in his head she has a brief glimpse of what he really looks like and and he's still dead he's still got that large chunk ripped out of his head and her fantasy world her dream world is actually kind of broken so i'm definitely looking forward to uh talking about those future episodes with you guys here on the pod on the pod five stars for on the pod sensational work and with that wow this this episode actually really flew by so getting into the topic of the day this one is going to be called complex conversations and basically it's called that because um, if you guys follow me on Instagram, um, you guys know that I recently applied to work for complex news networks. This was totally unexpected. It was not something I really planned on doing and, or, or anything like that. But, you know, someone had kind of cued me into the opportunity and I, and showed me the posting and, and it took it actually took convincing to get me to go for it but for about a week and a half i did like a lot of solid caping and crusading online to be like you know hey if you guys can tag me on this post if you can do x y and z to help out to show some support you know i'd really like to land this job and you know the deadline for the submissions has already closed and it's been just over a week now since that deadline closed so who knows they, they're probably still reviewing res um, applications resumes and things like that but i at least wanted to take the time to kind of 
share my thoughts on this whole process and what it would kind of what it was like going into it and some personal lessons and takeaways that I got from it because it was more than just me filling out my resume and filming this little video and everything like that like I was getting some real gems and some real pieces of knowledge from outside engagements while I was going through the process so yeah let's get into that next complex conversations so the initial posting was you know hey complex is looking for news anchors follow the link in our bio da 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 xyz so when you go to the page you know it, it lists the requirements and everything and already i was kind of intimidated by it i was just like oh man they they want so much just from a journalist i'm i'm thinking it's going to be one of those things where it's like all right you can prop me in front of a camera and give me a script and i'll say words and i'll make it you know sound fun exciting da 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 they were looking for um journalists and everything and i was just like oh man and the the one who initially uh pitched it to me and sent me the the uh the posting was my dad and i saw it and i was just kind of like you know dad i i think they're they're looking for more qualified people this isn't really my field because you know doing this podcasting thing it, it's not like real journalism you know it's it's not that official but i was just like yeah I, I think they're looking for you know journalist journalists the the real uh creme de la creme to come to their network and this is where the first lesson comes in and and it's kind of like two lessons in one is and one is do not self-reject right don't self-reject so just like how i mentioned earlier it's a cold and cruel world the last thing you should be doing to yourself is is rejecting opportunities blocking your blessings and being down on yourself when opportunity or change or anything new presents itself because you feel like you are unworthy now i'm not saying you have to let someone else decide or be the decider of that for you but one thing you absolutely cannot do is talk down on yourself and push yourself away from these things because you feel like you're not ready the truest uh indicator of your worth or how ready you are is to actually take what you have your skills your knowledge and everything is through actual application you know putting those things out there and seeing where you land how far it takes you then you'll have a better idea because you'll have that awareness of yourself actually out there and you know you know where your strengths and where your weaknesses are what can be built upon what can be built up more and and things like that i gotta stop saying and things like that but yeah first lesson already is do not self-reject next lesson so after doing that um I, I also had to fill out my resume, but then I also did like a one minute sort of anchor reel, just letting them know, you know, hey, uh, and this is where the application process got weird because in in the posting, it ne in the listing or posting, it never really said what they were looking for in a creative submission. The only slogan or hint they kind of gave us was, uh, you know, hey, make a one minute video showing us 
why you think you just should be the next face of complex news which I, I didn't really understand because it it sounded not audition not like it was an audition but more of it was more like a gimmick in, in a sense you know because it was just like you know hey why why should we pick you and I didn't want to make one of those videos where it was just me cutting on the camera and saying you know hey everybody I'm player one from Kentucky and here's why I think you should pick me I would be such a great fit what I didn't want to do is like you know try to actually but I, I didn't want to have to sell myself in order to get this position you know what I mean so from that it was the lesson was to stay creative right and I had consulted a couple of other people and I was just like you know what 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 I wonder what it is they're looking for and I even uh, asked someone my best friend I asked uh, him and he's way more experienced he told me uh, you know what you can do is you can actually cover a story and it'll be a clip of you covering it and speaking and then what you can do is you can uh, transition over to your waveform and I was kind of thinking well you know man they only want a minute and if it's gonna be a minute I want to give them some gold and everything like that but he gave me you know really good insight and food for thought and that's where my um my anchor reel came from where i pretty much took down a topic did some quick editing put a video together and then got it uploaded and moved on there so there you um you want to stay creative like that and i think what that did for me personally was instead of it being you know again like the, uh, the gimmick like i said it was actually a showcase of my abilities um one to pick a story up and report on it and then also what i'm able to do in front of a camera on screen stuff like that and even um just quick editing if that's a, a thing they're looking for all right I, i'm sorry i keep swallowing like i said desert mouth you gotta forgive me next up um do i really want to yeah, do I do I really want to say this one? Yeah, I think I'm gonna go on and say it. it's it's about who's there. So you know, I did the whole crusading thing, and part of the reason I did that was because I I I, I took my blinders off and I was looking at the competition. And when I went to the original posting, I saw the comments and I saw some people were like tagging someone over and over and over again. And I was like, oh my gosh, this person has so many tags like so many people are commenting and showing support like they're they're never going to look in my direction they're never going to pick me because this person's getting all these tags they have all these references da, 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 da. and i was like i'm, I'm just never going to get that um and and there we go again that that sort of self-rejection and talking down on myself you got to cut that out but it, in my crusade a lot more people really showed up and it was strangers it was friends it was uh just acquaintances biz, uh people i've got some history with here on the podcast just taking the time out to show their support and just to say you know hey you know uh play a one you know play one sh tagging me and everything like that that was a really awesome feeling and and in the moment and when that was all happening it just showed me like you don't have to worry about who's not going to be there your real supporters are gonna make themselves known they're they're gonna have your back even if it's a small number like your real supporters are going to put in the real work they're gonna you know share your stuff like your stuff whatever and, and it was a good feeling and then 
just immediately to follow up on that note is to be grateful remain grateful remain humble because uh, like a lot actually a lot more people than i expected uh came through and tagged and showed support so it was such a strange feeling and i was just like oh my gosh like all, all of these people are are actually like showing support like you know they're they 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 fuck with me like that like it's and it, it's a it's a good feeling to know that you know people kind of got your back in in that regard um and so with that like i wanted to always 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 extend my gratitude and say thank you to everyone who showed their support and you know whether or not things take off with this like i'm still gonna continue to push content to build up the quality of whatever it is i'm working on and then even if things did take off my thanks to you would be to go out there and do the best possible job that i could and to you know really elevate the platform and make it entertaining and i think the last point and i got i gotta attribute this one to uh, the culture queen i gotta give this to my cousin is have a plan right visualize your success and be ready to follow through so after i had submitted my resume and everything um i was texting queen my cousin and she's like and, and i was you know thinking about it and i was like oh man you know I'm, i wonder if they're gonna look at my resume or or see you know this part and then they're just you know not gonna want to pick me up or or hire me and she was like well yeah you, you never know but you've already submitted everything the best thing you could do now is just get ready for the interview and she said that and i was like oh oh yeah right the the interview great reminder and she messages me back and she's like lmao you know yeah the interview is what comes next like that's what's part of the process and for me it wasn't just a matter of of self-rejection and i wouldn't even say it was self-rejection but it was more of like seeing is believing with those things for me so it was like you know i, I wouldn't be re really be ready for an interview unless i saw an email or got a phone call or some kind of confirmation that said you know hey we saw your work and we're interested in working with you but the real point and the real moral of it is to be ready anyway it doesn't hurt to look on the other side or to look beyond the finish line and see yourself there and to say yes i'm going to win this is going to work out you know the i to affirm to to manifest and to speak those things into reality and to speak into positivity because on the other end of that is on the other end whatever that is is probably less than what you want and even further than that is the total opposite of what it is you desire so the question then becomes you know what harm is there in speaking positively you know always speak from the heart always be honest with yourself but when you have those conversations you still want to speak positively and I, I I think uh, to to kind of quote it to sum it up in a in an Instagram post, you know, like, well, no, it's, it's actually totally irrelevant, but it was just saying like, you know, what 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 do I look like quitting today if tomorrow 
might be the day that I win, you know, and, and that kind of ties in because it's like, you know, what if it does all work out, you know, and that's just a little something for you guys to, to think on, you know, look forward for yourself, you know, see, manifest these things. And that's really, oh gosh, I hit the mic that that's really what this all means is don't be afraid to manifest to see these things to see yourself winning to claim your victories in spirit and then make them happen in your reality outside of your mind your heart and all that stuff to actually make those things happen because i feel like uh, a lot of these trials that we face it's it's 90 percent mental and 10 percent physical like it, it doesn't get much much crazier than that because it's like after we get past whatever inner turmoil it is we're facing all we have to do is execute and the execution is so much easier once our mind is set and our focus is there and we have that determination i mean really think about it and that's uh all i got for you guys this has been another installment of the never knows best podcast and i have been your host play a one smoothing out your brain across the airwaves if you guys like what you heard feel free to give us five stars on your favorite listening platform if you want to keep up with the show feel free to hit us up on instagram at nkb podcast i gotta get out here you guys stay safe and keep it easy peace, peace.